Hello, and welcome to Think Fit, Be Fit podcast. My name is Jennifer Schwartz. I am the hostess and creator of this podcast that is dedicated to creating a new conversation about exercise and uncovering how misleading the fitness industry can be in general. This podcast will show you that if you believe in your ability to improve your body through exercise, you don't need to rely on diluted information. Today's guest is a colleague and someone that I call a friend. His name is Chris Verdi of Core Restore in New Jersey. He is a muscle activation techniques RX specialist and the creator of a training system called the Core Restore. This training system is unique and it stands alone in its ability to increase muscle and body awareness, how it helps people learn and feel and engage the correct muscles for proper movement, how it can improve posture and range of motion and increase muscle tone. So I have firsthand experience with this system and I'm also a client of Chris's. So when you hear me talk about going to get my treatments in New Jersey and New York, I'm referring to Chris and Gregory. So I encourage you to go check out the video attached to this podcast so you can see it. And when I explain it to my clients, because I am purchasing one as soon as it's available, I explain it that it looks like something an astronaut would use. There's harnesses, there's small movements involved, and it it, you can see that it helps the body move ag- with gravi- against gravity better. And you're just going to have to see for yourself on the video and hopefully experience it in person, maybe later this year. This conversation is about how the body and the brain learn to move and control motion. And we're sharing it through the lens of using this training system. So to prepare yourself for a good listening experience, I would challenge you or I would invite you to think about core exercises in general. If they were supposed to help back pain like they're advertised to or... um, improve performance like they're advertised as such wouldn't everybody be doing it and wouldn't they be effective and we wouldn't have as many back injuries in sports and in exercise if crunches and pilates and planks were enough you know would we have all the injuries and surgeries that we do have. So one of the things I've always come back to is the prevalence of lower back and back problems in general and 
how it's really difficult to solve these problems with just one solution. I've included a couple links in the show notes that can help you navigate better and understand our conversation if you are a person with chronic pain. Because this is a very serious health problem and I feel very strongly that there are better options than surgery and pills and that one thing is not going to create a pain-free life and in fact expecting pain-free movement all the time is just unrealistic so I would really um, encourage anyone with chronic pain to learn a little bit more about how pain is constructed in the brain and how our body experiences it very uh, very much on an individual level and that we're not all the same. So please visit the show notes if you're one of those people. And with that said, this is not medical advice. We are in the fitness training sphere. While Chris and I are both muscle activation techniques practitioners, uh, we do not diagnose or endorse treatments for pain. So keep that in mind, but also keep in mind how much the body and the brain and the learning process are connected and that motion that is fluid and rewarding and will bring you all the wonderful benefits of exercise comes from a deep understanding and a respect of the body. So that's what we're here to provide and talk through. You can reach Chris at core-restore.com and he is on Instagram and YouTube. You'll see those in the show notes. You can reach me at impactyourfitness.net or on Instagram at impact underscore your underscore fitness. I so look forward to hearing your thoughts and I'm more excited about bringing a core restore training system to my studio in Virginia. Enjoy this conversation and I look forward to hearing from you. Uh, hi everyone. My name is Chris Verdi. Um, I have been a trainer since uh, 2006. Um, I, I don't. I have a background in acting and um, uh, sociology and business. Actually, um, uh, I got into uh, fitness because I'm also an athlete. I was an athlete my whole life. I was an all-state soccer player. Um, played soccer from when I was a wee lad all the way up until I was 21 in college. Um, I uh, always have been interested in how the body works and, 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 and moves or doesn't move. Um, and again, it kind of stems from my own background, of course, of when I was a soccer player training in the off season, I used to do a lot of weightlifting and I did a squat and I heard a pop 
And within that pop, uh, I had ruptured a disc. I didn't know it at the time, but it took me about two years from that moment to finally, and that was when I was 19. And then by the time I was uh, 21, I ended up having um, ended up having back surgery. So I ended up uh, I lived in Indiana. Um, I had a uh, I scheduled a surgery with Indiana Payson surgeon, um, and they fused my sacrum to lumbar spine, saying that would take care of the problem. Lo and behold, I wake out of surgery. Um, I'm told I can't bend forward anymore, and my legs, my both of my legs, had shrunk uh, unbelievably. Um, I lost all my muscle mass and I was still in chronic pain. So basically his solution was to come back and keep fusing my spine. And since I'm a pretty determined individual, it didn't seem right to me. And I walked out of his office and said, no, you're not. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how everything started with me as far as, you know, you know, I went through an acting school. I went through acting college, did all that. But after coming out and being in New York, I just couldn't, couldn't act anymore because, um, I was in too much pain and I'm the kind of person that I want to know information and I want to figure out why, cause I didn't want to end up back in surgery again. So that led me back into my athletic roots and I went through a training school called, um, national personal training Institute in Hoboken. It was a year of classes, kind of learning everything about physical fitness and training. Um, and then I came out of that, um, actually even in more pain and more discomfort because I still dealt with chronic pain ever since my surgery when I was 21. Um, it seemed to have gotten worse after going through the school. And then I came across about, I don't know, maybe a year or two later, a technique called muscle activation techniques. Um, I was at an idea conference and within that idea conference, uh, a guy was doing a demo and was talking everything opposite of what I've been taught. And I thought, I don't have anything to lose. I'm in so much pain. I'm so eager to learn something different. I didn't want to end up in surgery again. And so he did a, a, a demo on me. And at that point in my life, I'd also ruptured two more discs. So I'd ruptured two discs of other fusion and I was crooked and bent to the left for about three and a half years. And no one could really literally get me out of that crooked state. Um, Pilates did help to a point, but that was the only thing that helped me to a point. But it wasn't until I sat on that um, uh, demo table of one of the mat practitioners and he activated my obliques. And by the end of the night, my hips started to drop. And then that's when that kind of changed my life. And then that's when I decided to sign up for the, the internship. And, you know, that was uh, 2006. So uh, by 2007, I was out. And so I've been doing MAT and training ever since. Um, and then just from my curiosity of my own body and my own clients, I'm always looking for missing pieces and missing links. I just started going on, well, I don't feel like I could just start training people the way I was training. And I wanted to figure out a different way to lead people from any kind of body work. I don't care what you do to exercise. So I figured like, I didn't like, even after everything I learned, I still was stressing my body out by doing simple, simple little exercises. And Jen and I know each other from MAT and I would do a lot of isometrics. And also I just do a little like, you know, hip extension and my back would freeze up or seize up. And I just never understood why until I started literally going through every little movement I could by myself. And I put a bunch of pulleys, did all these things up, not pulleys, uh, bands at the time all over the place and just started using directional pull and doing a bunch of things to kind of figure out what felt good or what I couldn't do really is what I found out. I couldn't really move my pelvis. So that's really what it came down to. And, and then I just started playing around with that and, you know, Years, years later, I've developed uh, my core store training system. Mm. 
I have a few comments and questions. (laughs) One, how old were you when you had to, when you decided to put acting behind you because of chronic pain? I was, was I was, was I 30? Gosh, I think I was 33 or 34. Okay. So yeah, you won now. So, uh, do you think people can relate to that story? I do. Oh, I'm sure. I think they can do. I mean, I, I think, you know, once you've had some kind of physical limitation and it takes things away from you, it, 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 it's, it it changes your whole perspective on your life. Mm -hmm. Um, and when you trust in authorities or you trust in people that I know they're, you know, they're not out there to hurt you. They're doing what they believe is right, but it wasn't right. And I, from that fusion on, I spent countless days and even to this day, I still have actions, you know, sometimes, but not like I used to, but it just literally changes your life. You know, Mm -hmm. it literally changes your life when you can't go ahead and pick up something off the floor, like everyone normally does. And all of a sudden you fall to the floor to your knees in agonizing pain. Um, and, uh, you know, that's, yeah. Yeah. Wow. But yeah. I just have to sometimes absorb that uh, on my end and have to put myself in a visually in that place because right. I mean, as you know, as my practitioner, I don't have, thank goodness. <laughs> lucky, lucky. Yeah. It has, you know, um, but it's so it's definitely motivating, but it's also something I always have to keep in mind because the last time I did get hurt and had to use crutches in like 2015, 14, 14, I was so mad at myself, but then I was like, okay, this is going to make you a better practitioner. It's, it's okay. This is okay. And and, yep. That's when the work comes in is, is making those, problems opportunities and uh, you know it took me a long time to figure that out but uh, I've definitely made it a opportunity and made it my life's work so I mean you, you just never know yeah what's going to happen and and it, you know and it, it you know a lot of that comes from the self-reflection of of being in a place where you're incapacitated and, mm-hmm. and the helplessness that you feel and and that's one of been one of my driving motivations and factors in my life to, you know, not let anyone else be in that predicament. Because when you have all these people telling you what's wrong with your body and you have no way to really assess what's wrong, you tend to believe them. And, um, and again, not that they're coming from a bad place or anything, but that's just everyone has their point of view. And for me, knowledge is power. Give me all sides of an issue. Let me figure out for myself how I want to work with it with the information that I have, as long as I have all the information. Ding dong. How so relevant is that right now? Um, Wow. Yeah. Okay. So on to brighter and one more wonderful things, which is the, so should I, can I call it an apparatus, a training apparatus? Okay. It's it's officially patented. It's an apparatus. Okay. Because it's definitely not a machine. I mean, it, it, yeah, it's hard to, because it, it encompasses all of our emotions, not emotions in our body. Right. And 
I, like you, were experimenting with like different ways to quote unquote activate muscles. And, and so we're going to get to that guys of this idea of activating, right? Um, because so I was, you know, doing all these little motions to try and like get my isometric force just so, and be able to control my body in just this very small controlled way. And I've spent a lot of hours doing that. And I thought I had a pretty great handle on how to teach it and how to show people this way of tuning up your body. Okay. And I still have a good handle on it. Absolutely. Well, I've grown, since, yeah. <laughs> I, I've, I've grown since, you know, our interactions, but getting on the machine for the first time was such a new experience for me, even though I've spent hours in that mindset of move this just a little bit, contract, hold, contract, hold. Okay. Right. I feel it. Okay. I feel it. And you know, not to say any of that doesn't help or it's not satisfying because it is, but it getting is. on that machine apparatus on the apparatus, the core restore apparatus, I felt something different happen. And my brain, the best way I can, I can describe it is it felt like I was, my brain was getting tickled with new information. I was just getting shown and feeling something new. And not only that, my hamstrings relating to my pelvis motion ha- totally has changed since working on the apparatus wow. for probably a total of like 12 minutes over <laughs> months. <laughs> kind of crazy. So, it's very crazy. So, um, I want to talk about why that happens. Okay. And I think it has something to, to do with the learning process of our brain yes. and our muscles mm-hmm. and our like commands to move, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's, I think that's a really good place to start. Sure. As, as you know, we both specialized in, in, in muscles and, yes. and as you get deeper and deeper, it's not just one thing. It, it's never just one thing in the body. It's all the different systems and how they interrelate and how in so many ways we don't even understand how they interrelate. And kind of by happenstance or just by being open or whatever, I just, you know, I, 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 you know, I, I came up with the whole system, took me a couple of years. But then when I started showing it to some of my friends that are chiropractic, uh, neurologists or brain injury uh, specialists I work with, they got very, very intrigued. And um, some of my other, uh, you know, MAT people that I've shown and, and uh, you know, one of my buddies I work with, which we know, Greg Gordon, and he looked at it and goes, it's like, it's a neurological pulley. It's like, it's really what it in essence is doing is telling the muscle system, well, telling the nervous system to tell the muscle system to um, you know, use as uh, the, the most limited amount of motor units as possible to go from point A to point B. And when you do that, you're going to be working more on stabilization characteristics of muscle system. And so, and the, the thing where the tickle of the brain comes in is 
is it's one thing to have yourself or someone else do something to you. Um, but it's another thing to have something that um, is, it's not taking place of, it's almost like giving you that missing piece so you can make the connection between the, the brain and the muscle system in a way with this pulley. It really is, is as far as the, my, the, my uh, other practitioners I work with, some of my brain surgeon, uh, uh, brain, not surgeon, but people who work with um, uh, stroke and, 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 and brain injury patients were saying, yeah, we want to buy this system to use it with mirrors and, and teach people how to connect that, uh, that missing piece again. And I thought, wow, that's really interesting. I didn't think about that. And, and they said, oh, like there's a completely, you know, you're literally controlling the nervous system. And when the nervous system is actually in charge, which it is, it's going to allow you to do something or not do something. And then when you provide an environment with the right kind of stimulation, mm-hmm. it actually allows the body to respond to that. And it's your body dictating that. I'm just giving you little cues here and there, or we'll work on a certain position or movement. And I'm really just trying to cue you in the beginning to the point where I don't have to cue you. And then you eventually understand what you're doing because you're actually feeling it. Like Mm -hmm. I always tell people, we're going to start by not moving. We're going to just feel the contraction first. I just enough stimulation because what I found working with a lot of clients and doing isometrics, like you said, a lot of people have that hard time feeling that sweet spot or that just just enough stimulation to get to that point where they can feel it and they don't bypass it. And that's really what my, my thought mm. process was like, I need to have something to figure out where I can have people do isometrics, but I don't have to create the force. Like I want something else to create the force. So the body can feel exactly what they need, where it kind of takes me out of the picture. And, and in essence, I was doing it for myself because I was doing tons and tons of, you know, MAT and, 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 and training and my body was constantly breaking down. So it was a way for me to like, keep up with my job and keep up doing what I was doing because, you know, I didn't get treated regularly until like almost 11, 12 years later. So, and we know that as practitioners, we're constantly being, you know, beat up and it's just part of our job. So I'm always looking at a way to, to help uh, lessen that and to facilitate anything that's going to heal my body. Um, so I think that's a long winded answer, but I'm still learning too. Like, I don't even know half of it probably, you know, the thing is like, (laughs) I will show this to some of my friends and I know tons of people in different, you know, uh, realms as far as uh, body work and, 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 and health. And they have so many different ideas. And I think that's exciting. Like I have a developmental optometrist I work with and she's like, Oh yeah, I would love to work this with my, my clients and eye exercises at the same time because the stimulation coming from different directions, but yet your body is the one figuring that out. Mm. And I think that's what is really key to, um, helping and working with the body. And yeah, so we're going to step into that a little bit more. I, um, okay. So the difference between the training apparatus and using gravity, what mm-hmm. could you comment on that? Uh, that's a good question because I, you know, we know that we're always fighting gravity. That's, mm-hmm. that's definitely a thing that's always getting to us, no matter if we're exercising or just sitting here talking on Zoom or whatever. And so one thing that always stuck in my mind, and this is something we learned years ago through our studies, was you have to be six times as strong eccentrically than you do concentrically. So I thought, God, how can I 
figure out a way to develop, to really work on the eccentric control of the contraction. Um, and so I literally just within my training, you know, my training system, I have three kind of steps. I do isometric work, I do eccentric work, and I do concentric work. So I'm trying to train all of the different kind of contractions and and how I counteract that is you have that constant, consistent resistance from a one-pound pulley that doesn't fluctuate. So, so it's all on how I have the people actually move, which tells me how they're going to apply, how the force is going to be applied through their body. So if I'm doing an eccentric work or trying to uh, increase our strength with gravity, I'm going to do anything out of a position. I'm going to have them do it as slow as they possibly can. So mm -hmm. it actually builds up the eccentric or elasticity so they can go into the concentric motion that much more uh, efficiently. Mm -hmm. And then I kind of combine everything to move within by the end of doing any kind of movement. So that's one way that I, that's the way I felt like I could, um, you know, cause we heard of negatives all the time and all that. And then in, in, in a lot of times, you know, but negatives with the meaning eccentrics. Yeah, eccentrics, yeah, yeah. you know, and it's usually with a lot of weight. And this is, you know, a one-pound pulley, and people are like, oh, it's easy. It, and they're like, oh, my God, it's not easy. Mm -hmm. it's, it's a whole different way to work the body. And, and, and I think that's what people really find interesting is like, and again, if I put one pulley on you, I can put six on you. I can put mm -hmm. ten on you. I can do a lot of different things to figure out how I want that, how I want you to fight the force based on the eccentric contraction that I'm working, uh, working against. Mm. Well, I, yeah, I, I think that it, that put a pin in that idea of starting motion, mm -hmm. contracting into and against motion. Like, mm -hmm. I don't think people realize what a beautiful thing that is, oh, you know? Thanks. Yeah. I, well, I mean, you know, it is, it's, it's going to be hard for the listeners to appreciate it. Um, so that's why I really wanted to put a pin in that because it really is, once you feel it, it's yeah. an amazing sensation. And so you, when we've done it, mm -hmm. we, we've always started with my pelvis. Right. And then um, moving that and controlling that. And then we work on thoracic motion over the pelvis. Mm -hmm. And then we work the spine into flexion extension. Mm -hmm. And then I've experienced it with ad, you know, muscles attached to my pelvis through the hip, like the right. adductors, abductors, hamstrings. So what... I'm trying to accomplish with this podcast, the series of podcasts that I'm doing is, <clears throat> is to really help people detach from the idea that, you know, endless um, planks and crunches are mm -hmm. necessary for core strength. Mm -hmm. Because what I'm, what I've learned through my own strength training process. And I am so grateful that I get to explore and have fun with my body in this way. Um, that I can go receive, you know, a treatment with you or Gregory or, and then use the core restore training apparatus. And then I'm like, 
primed my whole entire body for strengthening all the different types of muscle fibers. And that's what I don't think people like can grasp is like, that's the process of it for someone that isn't symptomatic with pain Mm -hmm. or symptomatic with whatever. Um, That is something I'm so looking forward to like bringing into Alexandria, Virginia into my studio. Um, But then there's like this whole other side of it that we're talking about case studies. You're talking about optometrists. That's the eye doctor, Mm -hmm. right? Like, whoa. Um, and then <laughs> neurologist, we're talking about right. <laughs> chiropractors. I mean, obviously chiropractors are, a lot of them are missing a big piece of movement in general. So, um, that to me, co- I can, I can cognizantly put those two together, but you know, you're talking about working on th- physical therapists and they're finding they're a whole new spectrum of teaching people. Right. right. Yeah. So you've you've done a few case studies. You're mm-hmm. leading a few more. Yep. Um, I don't know. Do you think I'm? I, I'm definitely going to share some video of us working together with the harnesses and me equip, equipped in there. Cool. I, yeah, definitely. I have a whole you know our ten minute session, and oh, my I just my hamstrings are just going to thank you one more time because <laughs> can't get enough of that. Um, so let's talk through um, kind of what you're doing on the medical end of this, because it sounds more medical to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and real quick, I have one more comment. Sure. Um, <laughs> and, you know, this is my podcast and I get to like empty my brain out onto the airwaves. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> the other thing I was thinking of is a lot of times the fitness industry has dug their heels in on concepts from physical therapy, mm-hmm. from spine rehab medicine. Mm-hmm. And somehow they think that translates to strength training and performance and vertical jumps. Right. But they're missing this piece, which is like yeah. learning the, the how to start the motion. Right. And yeah. that's the thing that bridges me to someone with um, a pelvic floor disorder. Right. 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 Um, is that no matter where you are on this spectrum, it seems to be that a lot of the, the physical rehab and spine rehab and orthopedic rehab skip out on this learning the motion process. And yeah, yeah. I think you, you just, put chills up my spine. That's exactly why I do it because I always tell people we're always taught to move, but we're never taught how and what to move. Mm. It's as simple as reading and writing. It's as simple as how to learn to use a fork, a knife and a spoon. If we all had uh, this type of education when we were growing up and it was, say it was part of like the curriculum within the gym, you know, and physical education. Um, you know, one of the things I had planned with my, um, with doing my training system was to teach a, a movement class to kids just to get them somewhat aware of what is not happening, you know, and that is because everyone can find, even if you don't have pain or tight, I, I, I like to find someone with no tightness, but if, if you don't have any tightness, or whatever, we always know there's something we can do better or there's something we've tried to do, but we're just not able to do it or unable to get it for X number of reasons. 
the one thing I learned very quickly and I learned, um, you know, is a perfect example is my kid across the street. Uh, he would play basketball and he'd always say, Hey, Chris, why don't you shoot hoops? I'm like, I grew up in Indiana, but I was not a basketball player. I was a soccer player. I didn't have great eye hand coordination. I had good eye foot coordination. So one day when I'm like, oh, okay, fine. So I go over and I dribble it. I'm like, wow. And I'm dribbling without looking. And then I make a couple of baskets. I'm like, that was not me. You know, and it came from, you know, when I did, you know, we do MAT and all of a sudden you're making that neural connection. It's like, oh, like I used to think it was because I can't do it. Well, a lot of times it's because you don't have the neurological connection to begin with is why you can't actually do it. I always tell people try a couple of times. And then, you know, partly is skill and then another part is just actually having the feed to allow your body to do it. So that for me was a big uh, kind of clue in that, you know, I always, you know, and again, like a part of it was just I knew there was something missing when I still didn't understand what was going on or why parts of my body weren't moving. Um, and that was my fusion. And when I started to do the pelvic movements of pelvic tilt, posterior, anterior, I couldn't, there was no way, like I couldn't do an anterior tilt. I couldn't do a posterior tilt. I couldn't do a hip hike, like lateral flexion to the side to save my life. And I could barely rotate without like separating it from my trunk. So it made sense. Every time I moved my leg in any position, I was going right into my lower back. I mean, they set me up to do that, right? So I had to figure out a way to have that right simulation and working with my dad, who's a mechanical engineer, um, and he's been working with me all these years, and me being a biomechanical engineer, we finally had something in common, and we just started talking about all this stuff, and it just started literally making sense, and then I just started going through certain motions to, to, to figure out, uh, you know, how I was able to do it. And then all of a sudden I would, I'd do a little more and I'd do a little more and I could do it. And then I could do it. And then it was staying. I was like, wow. And then all of a sudden the tightness isn't there, you know, and I, I feel more connected. And then all of a sudden I go out and do something with a lot of hip extension and my back isn't seizing up anymore. So, um, and yeah, it's, it's interesting because the one thing that, you know, like you said, you had mentioned my case studies, and a perfect example is like, I do believe that if you have a basic understanding of biomechanics, anatomy, you, and if you look and, and wonder how the body is moving, like to me, it always, I've always thought of the body as that Da Vinci uh, painting with the guy in the circle. And especially one time when I think Megan was teaching a class of ours and she said, everything's a circle. I'm like, bing. I mean, God, my light just went off. I was like, oh my God, that's everything I've been missing. And so since, you know, that when she said that, I incorporated that all through my practice and just changed everything. So one thing that I found when I'm going through these case studies, so I have a, one of my good friends, she's a Pilates teacher. Um, I had lined all these case studies up and I said, okay, here's, here's what I'm doing. I'm, I'm giving you the professional, uh, you're, you're the expert. You can either use a patient or client of yours, or I'd rather have you use yourself and tell me something that you haven't been able to do or you've had trouble doing or something. So there was an exercise in Pilates and it's called the teaser. And it's something that she had never been able to do for 15 years. And she's a pretty accomplished Pilates teacher. And so she, we film it. And then when I look at it, I go, okay, I see what's not happening. And then all of a sudden I take little movements and work on my training system to increase 
the the muscle's ability to uh, or to have the user been able to feel where they're supposed to feel, which is increasing contraction. And then we go back down and we go do a different, we do the exercise again, and then she'd be able to do a little bit more of a piece of it. And then I take another little piece. And by the end of it, an exercise she hadn't done in 15 years, she did it in an hour. I had her doing it in an hour and she was completely blown away. And then she goes, well, I'm gonna videotape it a week later just to show you. I'm like, cool, let's see. So she videotaped it a week later. She did really, really well. I think a little bit was uh, hard for her shoulders, like big in retraction. She just still wasn't really strong there. But, you know, we know ourselves, like, you know, there is a point where you, you know, it's, you know, we're, you know, exercise is a continuum. It's we're always trying to learn and be better and get our bodies to that point. But for her to do something, for not being able to do it in 15 years and for her to do it in an hour was just mind blowing. And that's why I'm trying to, I'm trying to relate it to, you know, there's a certain way you use the training system, how, and again, I'll have my version of that, but if other people like, you know, the, the, the neurologists or the chiropractor neurologist or the developmental optometrist or the PT or the OT or whatever it is, you know, you can incorporate this. And that's what I'm showing in my case studies. I'm, I'm showing how people can literally take this and incorporate it into their practice, no matter what it is to help their clients succeed in their goals in a safe way, in a really safe, controlled manner. Um, and, and that's what I've been proving with uh, my case studies. Um, I've done a Pilates teacher, a yoga teacher, uh, two, two chiropractors, um, and a physical therapist. I'm getting ready to do a, a personal trainer. And then I have some biofeedback people lining up. They want to do it with... Um, you know, with all the, the apparatuses and all the biofeedback technology, um, I have the, the brain surgeon. So yeah, there's a lot of people going to be doing different things. And again, it's kind of like you said, it's like, it's interesting because when I was first developing it, you know, you have this tunnel vision of what you want and what you think it is. And then as I started to show people, people started telling me what they thought it was. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, that's really cool. I'm like, okay, great. Like, I, I understand now that, you know, I might have my view of what it is. But I will encourage people to take it and make it something else, you know, mm -hmm. as long as they use the pulleys and the apparatus and the way it's used. And it's really other than that, it's pretty like you're not going to take the pulley and like ex extend and retract it as fast as you can. Like that's not yeah. what it's designed to do. Um, it will stay consistent through the working range for, you know, up to I think it's two hundred no, 20 million extends and retractions. So that's pretty much going to last for a long, long time. Mm. So um, it's pretty durable product. And as long as people are using it, you know, in the right and correct way, you could, and I believe will have amazing results, no matter what your practice is. And I, and, and for me, it's like, it's like almost like I have this apparatus for people that like, it's kind of like having a blank sheet of paper and then you have a pencil and then I'm going to let you do what you're going to do mm -hmm. and see what you come up with. And I think that's really, really exciting. It is exciting. It really, truly is. I um, am so interested what they measure with biofeedback in general. So mm -hmm. that might be a different conversation. Um, right. <laughs> and what I'm also pondering is 
especially now, but I've been on this mission with my audience and my clients. That's right. I said my with like, (laughs) um, (laughs) (laughs) the people you work with, the people, they're mine. Um, (laughs) um, that I'm really focused and driven to help people realize the importance of self-leadership, self-autonomy when it comes to exercise and their health. I mean, their wellness. We've obviously had a lot of conversations about that. Right. But specifically this manual therapy piece that we both do, mm-hmm. there is always going to be a place for this in my life. Like I yep. am so in love with being able to help people change their bodies and change their view on their bodies and change how they interact with the physical world. Such a wonderful thing. And, but getting them to that next level where they can feel their own movement is, it is astronomically better for everyone. Right. And I remember, yeah. yeah, remember your first words were like, Oh, that was the first time I felt my brain connected to my muscles mm. is what you said to me. And, and I've had a number of people say that. And cause so many people are just so they need stimulation in the right manner mm-hmm. for the correct adaptation, you know, and, and that can be anything. It doesn't matter what it is. And, and it just, you know, it just, it, it happens all the time. I had a lady who, you know, I worked with for years and finally when I was getting the training system up and running, I'm like, okay, we're going to just work on a crunch. That's all we're going to do. We're just going to work on a simple movement of crunch. And all of a sudden she, she feels it and a light bulb goes off and she just bursts into tears. She goes, I've never been able to feel that in my entire life. Mm-hmm. And that was really cool because it's like, again, it's the empowerment. It's that, it's that being able to feel and not being disassociated from your body. And it's another avenue to say, okay, here's a way that I can connect to what's going on. Yeah. um, yeah. It's really meta. I mean, I can't, um, because if you think about like how ingrained and indoctrinated our bodies are with muscles, movement, learning, reward, Mm -hmm. pain, like these are all just cycles of learning and feedback. Right. So when, when you hit that sweet spot, and there's just nothing like it. I, I mean, and of course it can happen in all kinds of different ways. Like, sure. you know, if um, I, I've, I've felt it with um, barbell lifting, that's for sure. When you hit that snap and you get under there at the right time. Oh right. my God. I, oh, my golfing habit. If you hear that, that crack that sounds of a good solid arch happening with your golf ball and your club. Um, You're like, I, hello, I'm a golfer for life. Now this feels amazing. And like, you're, you're bringing that to such like a really, uh, I want to say a profound level. Like it's, it's, mm. I, I can't, I, you it, know, I'm, I'm just so happy I can do it some justice with this podcast. Well, you're doing a lot. And I think it, it all comes down to empowerment. It comes down to knowledge and it comes down to having the ability to know what's going on with one's body. Mm. It is yeah. so powerful. It is so powerful to understand, well, this is how much I can rotate or this is how much I do this before I go here. So mm-hmm. it's, it's 
as I tell people, it's not about things are bad. It's actually, you, you just want to know what you're trying to accomplish. Mm-hmm. And if you know your body and your own ranges and your own, you know, issues or whatever it is, you're so much less likely to put yourself in a situation that you're going to hurt yourself, mm. you know, and, and, and for me being hurt the majority of my life and then the majority of, you know, doing my job, I was hurt practically almost all the time working on people. And, you know, it just gets to the point where I had to come up with something. I had to figure out something for myself because I just did not want to get back in the same situation I was in because it not only affects you physically and it affects you mentally and then chemically and everything else. You don't make the best choices when you're in pain all the time. Mm. So, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I, you know, and I just, to me, it just comes down to like knowledge is power. And once you have that information, it really, you know, it, it stimulates other thoughts and stimulates other ideas to come up with even better in, in things or things in conjunction with, I mean, that's, it's nothing, not one thing is going to solve everything. And, and, but having the ability to take ideas and, and make them into something is, you know, I never thought in a million years I'd have two patents on a train system. That just wasn't in my cards, but yeah, you know, it wasn't my cards. I just didn't know it. So, <laughs> but you know, it's just been very exciting to to figure this out. And I still amazes me just, especially with everything now and not training everybody so much. I've been training myself. And one of my favorite workouts now with my, my core store training system is, and I do a neck and scapula workout together and it's mm. phenomenal. Like, mm. it, it's so good. And it's like probably my one I've done so far and just those movements and, and getting them much more solid and, you know, and, and actually feel it. It's like, it, it really is one of my favorite workouts because with my fusion, you know, my back is so much stronger, all that's better. My hips are a lot better. You know, it's, it's that opposite reaction at the top of my spine where I have a lot of problems up at uh, the occiput atlas, uh, joint in the, yeah. in the neck and without my training system, I would have been lost. Yeah. I'm sure. You've, yeah. Um, I believe you. The, so. what's interesting. One thing that's really interesting is where you said, you know, we're talking about a fusion at the lumbar and the motion at the cervical. Right. That's an interesting thing to talk about. Um, the other interesting thing would be how you cue like what's the most common way that you can that you cue people once they're in the harness and getting ready to move or do you even have uh, to cue oh yeah I you totally have to cue and like even us we have to cue like even sometimes when I'm doing it by myself I'll have Bill my husband come in and say hey can you put me in two points in it give me another form of reference. And then once I can do it, I can do it. Um, you know, it's always like, I'm, I'm trying to give as little cues as possible. I do a lot of visualization work because I am an actor and I tend to visualize and come up with concepts like that. But, and again, a lot of times it's very individualistic. Like there's certain times where I'll say something doesn't ring true that person. And I'll try to figure out another creative way to say it. And all of a sudden it does. But a lot of times just say with trunk rotation, I just literally use my thumb on one side of the pelvis, so the left side of the pelvis, and then the right side of the trunk. I'm just like, just feel yourself, you know, pushing into these two areas. Think of that circle. You know, everything's happening in a circle. This is not linear. So that's th- a beautiful. Th- that's a beautiful cue, actually. Yeah. yeah, 
And, and, and then, you know, cause I'm saying, and I go through like, you know, the planes of motion and I'm saying, visualize that. Cause of, you know, part of it, I would love to have as they're doing the train system, show them rotation on a computer, like show the muscles that are actually rotating so they can actually visualize and see that more. So you're also using, you know, your eyes as a stimulation as well, not only as my hands, because I think the more that we allow the client's body to figure out what it's doing on its own, it becomes much more permanent. Mm, yeah. Becomes, and like you said, it's like, once you feel it, it's like, or once people, like I'd always say, once they discovered on their own, then it's gospel. Like I mm-hmm. can say to, I'm blue in the face, but all of a sudden I'll go, okay, can you feel it? No, no, no. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. I've never felt that before. And then I have to get to remind them to breathe because all of a sudden they're producing more oxygen and more blood flow. And I was I just had, thinking about that. Yeah. And I've had two or three people almost pass out on me because it, it, it stimulates so much oxygen and blood flow that, you know, and I'm having them concentrate and I'm not look, I'm looking at other places. I'm like, I really make sure now that people are, are breathing because people have a tendency when they're concentrating not to breathe. And yeah. a lot of times, you know, when people are working out too, they're, they're in, they're listening to their music or they're not paying attention to what their body's doing. And there's all times and places for that. But, you know, for me, it's like really teaching people how to, how to actually move, uh, understanding that, you know, most of fitness is recovery. And this is a great recovery workout, um, you know, and it, it's, it's also a workout. So you can take your knowledge to anything you do and apply that to that too, because, you know, a lot of people come to us because they want to be fixed or feel better. And I'm like, I only provide the environment for mm. that. Mm. You also have to provide that environment for that. But, you know, and that's the same thing with my train system, just providing another environment so the body can figure out how to heal itself um, on its own. Because that to me is when it becomes gospel to the head and becomes more permanent mm-hmm. actually in the body. Very rarely am I now off like rotation wise. And, you know, a lot of that, yes, comes from our work with MAT and all these other things, but it's all about having the proper reinforcement. Like it's mm-hmm. all about having the different stages, like, you know, I'll go out and ride my bike and do, you know, I'll do intervals and I'll come back and I'll do, you know, I'll do a workout or whatever, all in different points. But I'm always trying to do something that's different within the realm that kind of trains all the aspects of my muscle system. Because I never wow. want to end up in the situation that I'm in. Mm-hmm. I was back when I was a kid. So, yeah, it's um, it just made me think of helping people something you said made me think of helping people detach from this idea that again, endless crunches, uh, six right. minute planks, not there. If I could say there is a type of exercise that is worthless, I don't want to do that, but I think I'm getting pretty close when I talk about, you know, doing endless ab exercise. Yeah. Um, so, we must, We both know at some point that you're. You only have so much ability at some point before yeah. something else takes over or something stops or mm-hmm. you know whatever. It's like it, it again. It's I think it's it's training people to understand when they've gone past that or mm-hmm. they, they like it's 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 cluing into yourself. At what are the body? What's the body giving you to say? Oh, you know maybe I passed my point. Besides pain and tightness, I mean there has to be another level. There has to be some other clue. And for me, it's like, it could be as simple as like, you know, Oh, well, 
that foot's not rotating as much or that's not happening as much. And that's cueing. And sometimes I don't even have the the pain or the tightness to cue me. I just know my movements. Like, mm-hmm. Okay. That's something's not right there. I don't know what the answer is, but like you said, it's, it's not about just doing endless, endless, endless of everything or would be like all that's all you'd have to do. Yeah. You know? I know. Yeah. If, yeah, if it was figured out and yeah, then we would all have that information, right? Like, <laughs> um, so the conversation I eventually want to have, I don't know who I'm going to have this conversation with, but I'm interested to know what like chemically happens at the muscular contraction level when we're able to engage in this way of controlling the body, learning, mm-hmm. con- and doing a, a controlled eccentric, um, controlled movement, the concentric, you know, how much more efficient does our exercise get on that level mm-hmm. when we're able to do this stuff? Because, I mean, the you know, there's a very, I believe, a strong argument for MAT in this part of the conversation, right? Because... Sure you know, you're using less energy to do the same movements after you get this neurological stimulus or neuromuscular stimulus. Uh, yeah. Do you know what I'm getting at? Um, I do. I uh, say that one more time. Uh, what are you like? The conversation I want to have is like, how much more efficient does our exercise get when we stimulate at this level, but like on that, you know, muscle substrate chemical level, you know, what does it do to our brain? Right. Um, You know, I've taken some classes on this uh, Uh and I think it's called neurophysiology, right? Mm -hmm. The stuff that I'm talking about, like what does the brain, how does the brain reward us when we move in this way? Yeah. What are the, you know, like, well, I think that's one thing yeah. I'm going to be uh, heading down is one of my, two of my really dear, dear best friends own uh, integrative wellness center in Belmar, uh, Dr. Nicole Riviera and Dr. Nicholas uh, Carruthers. And they're just here over the weekend and, 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 and they really want me to start doing something that, with them, with the training system, with some of their protocols with stroke patients. And, and, uh, and, uh, um, Dr. Carruthers is so into the brain because he had a number of concussions from being a football player. Mm. Um, so he's always been interested in that. And so we really want to take what they're doing with biofeedback technology, with other kinds of technology and adding in the training system to add that other end of stimulation and start to measure things and see what actually is going on with the brain. I mean, Nick sat here on Saturday night, gave me this whole dissertation. Dis- I can't say it right. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Dissertation. Dis- or- <laughs> yeah, what is that, Dan? Dissertation. Dissertation. Thank you. Um, and I was like, it was like probably like a good like 10 minute talk. I was like, man, I wish you could write that down for this podcast I'm doing on, on Monday because he knows all the, you know, the neurology behind it and the, and the brain function behind it. And, you know, one thing he said would be really cool is that, you know, a way to relate it to people's problems, right? People always relate to things with their issues, no matter what that is. Um, And he said, you know, really just look at the way the spine innervates the nerves 
and look at the muscles there and then see what exercises or stimulation you can do at those points to see if you can help constipation or or going to the bathroom all the time or no matter what it is. And that would be a way to figure out that I'm doing more than just stimulating the, the brain and, and muscle connection. Mm. Um, so yeah, that's definitely a, a, a direction that you know, we actually just started talking about this weekend. And um, because as you know, as being your own small business owner and stuff, it's, you know, and we I've done this on my own for 16, now 17 years in March. Um, it gets mm. lonely and you want to be around people that are like-minded and, and, and not necessarily always like-minded, but people who are open enough to like look at all everything differently and come with things together for the greater good. And that's where I'm really um, hoping this leads to. And um, they really want me to be a part of it. And so we're trying to work that out. So yeah, I'm right there with you. I want to know what's going on in the brain. I want to know why this works. Sometimes I you know, I work with a perfect example is I was working with a, an ice skater, uh, 12 years old uh, from Mexico. She was up here training and she had um, got her uh, left uh, skate stuck in the ice and she still did the term and she a turn and she had a, a tibial fracture. So she had cast on. Um, she had been seeing a gentleman in Mexico for MAT. Um, she came to me and I looked at her and her body was so asymmetrical because she could put no pressure on that leg. And so I did a little ridge of range of motion assessment and she couldn't fully extend the knee and she couldn't fully, uh, she could only flex the knee to about 90, 90. And so after I did this, she came back in the night, next day. I said, you know what, we're just going to start with my training system today because I want to see what your body can do to get yourself to more of a symmetrical position. So. I put her on, I look at her rotation, her rotation to one side was really off and I only did it. I did pelvic and then I did trunk. And then when it was over, I took her off the machine and she's standing there and her grandmother who spoke very little English was like, that's amazing. She could see the symmetry. I'm like, I said, so I had her rotate her pelvis and rotate her trunk. And I said, is that easier? She said, yes. So then I get her up on the table. I said, okay, let's see if you, because normally if I had her on the table, you know, her knee would be stuck at 90, 90. And then when I had her up there, the knee just went all the way down to the thigh, just fell down by itself. And she extended the knee all the way flat out. And I was like, oh my God. And she starts screaming, like giggling. And the grandmother stands up and goes, magic, magic. <laughs> and then I had her get up and off the table, you know, just to walk. She goes, and she was able to walk and put her weight through the foot. That was only the beginning, but it never went back. It never went back, you know, it stayed there. And then we did, you know, went through everything else and, you know, went through MAT and stuff, but just that initial movement that I was able to get that little girl like changed her life forever. And now she has little exercises I give her to assess when, you know, she's off and she can get herself back into symmetry. And, you know, we've just been doing a lot of work and, and her mother finally met her mother a couple months ago. She came in, she goes, She's skating the the best she's ever skated. She's she her lines are beautiful. Uh, you know she's also growing at this time, so she's grown a couple more inches. She's so much straighter. Mm. They they're just so grateful, and it was literally because I just the the apparatus allowed her body to dictate when that opens up. Not when I think it's going to open up. Not when she thinks it's going to open up. When she had the right environment, and it just went boom, went right into it. 
and I didn't have it taped. So that was the biggest bummer. Uh, I wish I would have taped that. <laughs> I know. Um, but, gosh. And okay. that's where I would like to know what, what happened to her brain mm-hmm. or you know, that allowed that to happen. Mm-hmm. That to me yeah. was the question. Like that's something I couldn't, I don't really know the answer to, but I certainly saw it in real time. Yeah. Which was great. Yeah, that's an interesting way that we're working. You know, mm-hmm. we see these things happen. And part of my podcast and my leadership really is to dig into these things. You know, yeah. I, because I see pretty miraculous things and I want to know more. You know, I yeah. want to share why these things happen. So well, I think that's why you and I connected so well. And at the moment I met you, you were just so open and so giving. And uh, unlike a lot of people that I've met in my life. And uh, yeah, it was just, uh, I think, a match made in heaven. Because I think we just connected really well. And, and you know, and it's, and it's not like I'm looking for validity or I'm looking for, I just, I'm just looking for people to say, okay, here's what I'm doing. Like, you know, and, and, it, and if you see something in this, great. And if you, you see something that's missing, great. Like I've had a friend of mine who's a neurological chiropractor and, and he goes, oh, this is what you're doing. I'm like, oh, great. All right. I've been mm-hmm. doing that wrong. But like he saw that, like yeah. I didn't see it. He saw it, you know, it's and that's the thing that I like so much is collaborating and working with other people to come up with better ways of helping my clients. So nice. Beautiful. Uh, I think that's a great place to wrap it up. Cool. Um, is are you have you picked up any new habits during this um constrained period of time? time? Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I've done a lot of self-reflection. Mm-hmm. Um there's some things I want to change, of course. Mm-hmm. Um I've realized some things have been holding me back, and I think that's because I'm afraid. Mm-hmm. Um and I'm constantly working against the fear, not because of everything going on, because I I, I I understand virology and I, I, and I don't play into, I, I really don't want to come from a fear based place. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I've definitely been working on getting my training system to market. I'm still mm-hmm. in production in China. Um, I will probably have all my pulleys in a couple months. Mm-hmm. I make my last payment tomorrow. Um, and I raised all that through family and friends and, uh, had all that money set aside. And I'm with the body gear is my connection that you helped me make with Igor and Martin and uh, Elof uh, Inc. in Canada. And they've connected me to the gentleman who's going to manufacture it in the Netherlands who uh, end up making the machine that um, uh, does the collar, like turns the collar down automatically. They're really excited. Um, but I think I've just, you know, I, I, I know when I'm going back to work, I'm truncating my hours. So I have more time to develop to what I want to, you know, my training stuff. Yeah. Um, I've definitely put a lot of time into my house and outside just because I've had the time to do it. Um, you know, I'm, I'm going to start going through all my emails. I have tons of emails. I just need to get rid of just little things like that. But I think for me, the biggest thing is, is, is really working uh, against any of the fear-based thoughts. Like mm-hmm. I, I really, I don't, I'm not going to be afraid. And, and, and I, I know as a gay person, as a gay man in this country, I spent many, many years with people trying to regulate, you know, who I love. And, you know, you just, you know, I'm just to that point where I like, I just, I want to bring what I have, show people what I got mm-hmm. and let them really, um, 
come to their own conclusions, but hopefully um, I've developed a product that can change people's lives. And it's, you know, I've had other people change my life. Like Greg Roscoff changed my life. You've changed my life. Uh, you know, I've had people in my life and in different ways help me come to where I am today. And I'm very grateful and I'm very blessed for being here. And, and, uh, I think one thing I can learn, we all can learn is being more grateful and, mm-hmm. and, uh, and, uh, and trust yourself, like really trust yourself and, and really, you know, search out, like find information. Don't believe what people tell you, like do your own research. That's yeah. I think thing. Yeah, I hope people walk out of this with um, more critical thinking and learning skills yeah. for sure. I am. I'm. I'm exploring uh, new ways to work out. That's been fun for me. But you know, some of the other things I realized is that I really should be working with clients in person who are aligned and not coming from a fear place, fear-based place, you know, that's one of my main takeaways now, because now that I feel more of a physical risk, because I always felt a little bit of, oh, this is tiring work. Mm -hmm. Me too. (laughs) And that would kind of evaluate how many people I would see that day. And I was just running on these fumes of, okay, I need to knock out this many people this week. Mm Mm-hmm. I wasn't thinking about the quality of time that I was spending with my clients. And I think that's something I need to do. Um, I need to be better at going forward. And well, that's, that, that, yeah. Yeah. That's that whole thing of balancing what's right for you, the client and making a living. And that's a very challenging place for, I think anybody, but especially anyone in health and wellness is, mm-hmm. or, or physical fitness. It's, it's a balance. It really is. And, and, and I think like time and time, like, I think I'll leave with this is that, you know, perfect example I had the other day, you know, we have a two family house and the second floor, we finally changed, got the kitchen done, got it out. And now it's a bedroom. And I saw this lamp and there was two lamps at home Depot. And I like, I'm like, okay. Um, uh, I said, okay, I went to get one. I'm like, mm. and I went and get the other one. So I got my second choice. I came home, put together. It was bent. It ah. didn't work. I couldn't put it together. So I'm like, I go back, I take that one back and I get my first choice and it went together smoothly. Dang. I can tell you that is a lesson that I, I keep having to learn. I hopefully have heard it now that my first instinct is right. Yeah. Like trust my gut. Don't yeah. doubt my gut. Like every time I doubt it, I'm sure you've had that with clients, with situations. It always comes back to bite me in the butt. Mm-hmm. I list that is our own ability. If we listen to it and hone in on it more, we'll you, you it won't lead you wrong. Mm-hmm. I just won't, you know. And I'm 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 challenging myself to to really listen to that first instinct mm, and not beautiful. doubt it. The lamp so lesson. That, yeah, that's definitely, I think, the biggest thing. It was such a, like, simple little thing going to buy a lamp became this huge, like, metaphor for trust your instincts, you know? Retweet. All the time, <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, <Retweet>. man. <laughs> well, listeners, thank you so much for hanging out with us. I think the last piece of 
mm, information I want to share is that, yeah, the gut is so important and your instincts and your intuition is so important, but that is a skill that just like critical thinking and discerning what is good for you, it's a, it's something you can hone. It's something you can work on and self-development is a beautiful process. And I hope that we get to meet on this journey together. Um, think fit, be fit. Uh, I would love to receive your reviews on iTunes and please subscribe and don't be shy about sharing this with your friends and family because they all have bodies and they all need to know more about them and how to connect deeper to their movement. Thank you. Oh, tell people where to reach you. Oh, um, you can <laughs> see, uh, <laughs> uh, my uh, website is uh, core-restore.com, um, core-restore-nj on Instagram. And um, I have all my other handles on my website. So that's yeah. probably the best way to go. And then you can just click on the little icons from there. Okay, fabulous. They will all be in the show notes. And you will see me in action on the apparatus on Instagram, YouTube, um, who knows where else. <laughs> Thank awesome. you. Thank you, Jen. <laughs> oh, my pleasure. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you so much for joining Chris and I for that conversation about moving and learning and the core restore training system. Chris can be reached at core-restore.com. You can reach me at impactyourfitness.net. I also have an exciting way for you to support the podcast with a high-performance drink called Ruvi, R-U-V-I. It's fruits and veggies and nothing else. So this is a drink, but it's all fruits and vegetables, so it's freeze-dried powders. And Ruvi comes in four blends. They are delicious. I love the focus blend the most and then my second one would be the skin and immune blend called boost with your first purchase you get a shaker bottle and you'll get to try all the blends head on over to impactyourfitness.thrivelife.com slash ruby the link is in the show notes i would also love it if you could write us a review on iTunes and subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to. I've recently just started loving Spotify and how they um, make it just a nice listening experience and have a really just a good interface. So whatever platform you're listening, we're there. And I would love to have your subscription and help you improve your fitness with effective thinking. I can't wait to hear from you and have a great week.